We're back. Welcome to the Gather, Grow, Go podcast. I'm Pastor Daniel. I'm Pastor Melissa. And today on the podcast, we've got some special guests. B. Wesley Vance. Yes, in the house. And Matt Molden. Yep. If you were not under a rock last week, you know that the Baylor Bears concluded March Madness by winning the national championship with an absolute smackdown of Gonzaga. It was fantastic and glorious and amazing, and I don't think the adrenaline wore off till about Wait, 1 in the morning on so, Monday night. Hold on. So the whole Baylor team like was worried about being defeated by one person? Is that the story I'm hearing? No, 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 no. We we played the whole. We were worried about one team the whole okay. year, Gonzaga. Um, oh, that's a team name. That is the yes, name. yes. It's a okay. small Catholic university in Spokane, well, Washington. Talking about sports, folks. <laughs> yes. So um, Baptist beat up on the Catholic. Yes, <laughs> that's what we're hearing. That is what we heard, and that was the conclusion of Boy, March madness. Um, <laughs> I also want to, to let the world know that my bracket ended up in the 99.1 percentile of all of ESPN.com. Now, picking the right champion helps quite that a bit. That automatically gets you in the top 10%. <laughs> yes. So um, that's okay. Uh, we had so much fun around here with March Madness that, that B. Wesley came up with this amazing idea for what I have dubbed April Awesomeness. Um, now, Wesley and I are the only two uh, who like that name because dad jokes are dad jokes. I love April Awesomeness. That's April <laughs> Awesomeness. It's a 32-day tournament. And when we say day tournament, we're talking about days on the liturgical calendar. We are the biggest nerds I think I know because we're making a podcast about a liturgical bracket. Absolutely. We are those people. <laughs> wonderful. And it is fantastic and awesome. For those of you who don't know what March Madness is... God bless you. Um, talk to Pastor Melissa. She'll explain it all to you. <laughs> Listen, I got the basics down. It's basketball. College basketball. College basketball. There's a really big bracket. Um, Warren Buffett will give you a billion dollars if you get your bracket completely right. So One time you ran thing? some sort of yeah. contest like that because the number of possibilities are just off of yeah. the charts. Okay. Off okay. of the charts to get a perfect bracket. Yeah. Okay. ESPN runs one every year. So does Yahoo. Okay. So you do your bracket, and you watch a you watch a lot of college basketball. Pretty much, and when you say do your bracket, you make your selections. You pick who you think will win, right? Yeah. Right. Uh, the teams are ranked one through sixty-eight, okay. really one through sixty-four, but four they've got games. four extras now, um, <laughs> and those fall into four brackets of. 16. So the one seed, so if you've been really, really amazing all year long, sick and bears, you play the 16 seed, right? Which is, you know, the team number 1, 2, 3, or 4 versus team number 61, 2, 3, or 4, right? Um, So for our liturgical bracket, we've got 32 days from the church calendar. Mm -hmm. They have been seeded 1 to 32 Mm -hmm. uh, and then put into four brackets. Right? Yeah, basically four regions. I couldn't find where it would let me do the one, 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 one. And when Matt first looked at the bracket, he looked over here at Christmas Eve on your top right of your bracket and goes, how did Christmas Eve get a two seed, thinking that there were four other seeds above it? Well, it right. didn't. It got the two seed. There's only two. So we right. ranked from one, like you just mentioned, all the way down to 32. So 32 would be the last day in, or if right. you will, the 
the worst, I don't want to like to not yeah. say the worst today, <laughs> but the worst team, right, would be filled in the 32nd, which would be... 32 a- is the third Sunday of Lent. It's on the bubble. It's, and it's it clearly is, it on is, the bubble. It it's on been the bubble. on the bubble uh, for a long time. That and is a term I do not understand, but let's keep going. <laughs> <laughs> it could have missed the record altogether. Okay, gotcha. It was in danger of being kicked out. Um, how this is going to work for you as our Gather, Grow, Go family is that each week on our uh, FUMC Cleburne website, we are going to have posted the matchups for each week. And you will, you will vote on which team will go forward. And so you can keep your own bracket, keep track of your own bracket at home. We're going to figure out how to embed that into the website. But then you can also go through and make your own selections and vote for which your favorite is. So if if you think uh, the number 31 seed, the fourth Sunday of Lent, is really better than Christmas Eve, go ahead and vote for Christmas for the fourth Sunday of Lent. <laughs> if you are really penitential, right, and, and you just love the flogging that is Lent, um, vote for it. And, you know, you get to decide. That is the difference between this tournament and March Madness. April Awesomeness gives you the power as our listeners. Yeah. Each week we're going to uh, recap the, what has happened in, in the previous round, have a little conversation uh, about maybe some surprises, some upsets, some things that happen along the way, and also maybe learn a little bit about our liturgical calendar. Uh, you have some liturgy nerds in our midst uh, together today. And so what I'd love for today as we get started are there any of the matchups that just jump off the page at you? Stuff that you go, man, I can't wait to see what happens here. I think there was a couple because on our liturgical calendar, and we hopefully we can get this to you to pull up the uh, yeah. UM, the United Methodist Church has a, a common lectionary for 2021, and so what we see here is there are actually 65 of these dates, and they all have scripture verses that correlate with these days. Mm -hmm. Some of them are very familiar to you, such as Easter, such as Christmas Eve, such as, um, you know, Epiphany Sunday, and those Mm -hmm. sort of things. There are also 26 Sundays after Pentecost. (laughs) And it's labeled, well, first Sunday after Pentecost, second Sunday after Pentecost, and so on and so forth. And my favorite, Um, also, Mm -hmm. what I thought was going to be very interesting is Christmas Day is a liturgical day on our calendar. But it's very seldom that the church yeah. actually has church on Christmas Day mm-hmm. unless it's on a Sunday. And I think I've been here for, you know, something since like 2012. Mm-hmm. And I think that's happened. Someone will probably check them two times, one time. And we were here and it was great. But usually what happens is you're here on Christmas Eve. Right. And that's why I gave the nod to, this, uh, to Christmas Eve to be the second. But I'm interested to see if Christmas Day gets upset early. Or if people go, if it makes yeah. it a little bit. Because there's such nostalgia with Christmas Day in general. Yeah, yeah. And so each seed has each. Yeah, and maybe they, maybe people like it, but they go, well, I don't really go to church on Sunday. Although yeah. we know the importance of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, one, one of the amazing things about that specific thing is that, you know, a lot of good Canadians, apparently they're more liturgical than we are here in Texas, uh-huh. right? Because <laughs> uh, their calendar includes Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, and then the 26th is known as Boxing Day. Boxing Day. And, and it's, the not the, soccer day. it's not the day where they start slugging, each, slugging it out, right? Right. It is the day when they open presents. Right. So Christmas Eve and day are fully, like, holy religious kind of days. And then all of what we normally associate with Christmas happens on Boxing Day right. the following day along yeah. the way. Yeah. Uh, the matchup that I'm really excited and pumped to see how it turns out is Maundy Thursday and the fourth Sunday of Advent. Mm. A six versus a 27. First of all, you know, I'm I'm a little displeased that the fourth Sunday of Advent is a 27 seed. Uh oh. Oh. Give yeah. us a little bit of that. What yeah, What about the fourth Sunday of Advent? 
Well, just part of it is, for me, Christmas Eve would be the number one seed. Easter, I mean, and, and that's probably sacrilegious in some form, but um, <laughs> Easter Easter's amazing and awesome, but Christmas is just my jam, right? And so, yeah. you know, it would be... Yeah, and, and it's just... And um, arguably, you don't have Easter... If without you Christmas. There you go. Yeah. So, and, and to be fair, I was the one that set up the bracket. So these are kind of, you know, I skewed them my way, I suppose. Yeah. So Daniel yeah. didn't set this up. So anyway. No, it's great. That would be helpful information to put with our um, Advent days that we could figure out how to include. But what candle do we like? Because I think that changes the meaning oh, yeah. of those mm. Advents that we worship on. Is like, if you get real pumped for, we're lighting the pink candle. That's this, the third. That's the third. Joy. Yeah, joy. So yeah. the fourth is peace. Peace. Right? And, and so... Um, I think one of the interesting things is Monday Thursday and peace. I mean, just the combination of here you have Jesus in his last uh, evening with his disciples, right? Yeah. That's the Monday Thursday is the time where you see him wash the disciples' feet. You see the sharing of the Holy Meal even with Judas, right? Um, mm-hmm. But then you also have the day where we remember Christ as the ultimate peacemaker, right? Yeah. This baby coming into a confl- conflict-centered world calling calling it to greater peace. And and for me also, you know, outside of the, the litur- liturgical side of things, the fourth Sunday of Advent, the anticipation is at its height, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, Christmas Eve is coming, mm-hmm. coming very soon, but it's not quite there yet. Uh, from a pastor's standpoint, Christmas Eve in and of itself is amazing and a gift, but it's also can be a little overwhelming, mm-hmm. right? Because usually yeah. there's five, six, seven, eight, 27 services, something like that. Yeah. And the fourth Sunday of Advent is that kind of, final you know we are nearly here it is coming we can taste it we can see it mm-hmm. and so to have that match up in the first round is one that makes me go hmm that's a good interesting one. yeah, yeah. Th- this is your prime you know if you follow basketball it's the prime 512 mm-hmm. upset right this yes. is oral roberts or uh, uh north texas getting ready to kick somebody out of the tournament early Absolutely. potentially Absolutely. so i'm real curious about it's kind of a similar situation to what uh, wesley was talking about but thanksgiving day and oh Transfiguration Sunday. Oh, well, why don't, why don't you weigh in first, then? I didn't know what either of those were. <laughs> <laughs> and I think, I hope... Well, I know Thanksgiving's Turkey Day, but... We I talked, before holiday. Melissa gets to her yeah. matchup, we talked a little bit about that being kind of a benefit, an added benefit to putting this together, is that maybe there's a day that church people, call us church people, Yeah. we don't know what is Transfiguration Day, or if we knew what it was before, it gives us a time to renew that knowledge and go back and look at the scriptures that are there and figure out why is this important to the United Methodist Church that we have it in our lectionary. Yeah. Why is it there? What do we do it for? And, yeah, and I think you're so right, and I think there could be such a beauty and maybe a excitement that we'll jump in on for future Transfiguration Sundays with it once we know it. So for me, what I'll be curious about is, similar to like a Christmas Day kind of thing, will the practices and nostalgia that we have established, not necessarily within church, but probably because we are good Christian folk and we love carrying these things into our homes because we're disciples that don't just show up on Sunday morning, we're disciples who carry it out into the world. Will the practices of, of prayers and blessing and thanksgiving and feasting be the thing to outweigh transfiguration? Because that is mm. a Sunday that we don't necessarily highlight as much as it should, but it's a really powerful Sunday. It's a Sunday in which Jesus shows himself for the first time to a small group of the disciples, and they see him in all of his shining glory. Jesus is 
literally transfigured in front of their eyes. And that's huge. So I, I'll be curious to see how that plays out in this first round. Man, instead of... That one just became my UCLA. I was, instead of, <laughs> that's I was why I love that she's to, making the run. I was just about to say, instead of gameplay, we don't get to see these two try to make baskets to get the, uh, the number of points. Yeah. We need we need some of that sort of, sort of conversations to sway us Ooh. one way or another. I hope we have mm. some of those conversations with our with our congregation, with our yeah. friends, friends, family, our Sunday school group. Maybe you get into it and say, and we just yeah. had that while we talked about Pastor Melissa because I was like, all right, all right. I'm ready to I'm ready to vote okay. on this okay. one. Okay. This, is, this, this got a little more interesting for me. Yeah. So. Because there's beauty in both of them. And I think that'll be something so fun to watch, too, is if we spend just a little bit of time with a bracket, like what memories will be stirred up and what invitations will be offered in it. I think that's going to be so cool. And and I think we'll also have this chance, you know, I'm looking at right now, Palm slash Passion Sunday. Yeah. Right? Uh, we normally, as a church that does Good Friday services, we experience Palm Sunday as Palm Sunday. Mm-hmm. But on the liturgical calendar, because not everybody does Monday, Thursday, and Good Friday services, it's Palm slash Passion. And that invites us, if we're willing, to experience Hosanna and crucify him all in the same hour of yeah. worship. Yeah. yeah. Talk about yeah. whiplash and and sort of this full invitation to jump wholly into the the fullness and the mind bogglingness mm-hmm. of Holy Week. Yeah. You know that that is, and I think that kind of an invitation. Just sometimes I think you'll see on the bracket there'll be some labels for things that cause you to hop on a Google search or. Yes. Um, yeah. I, we will put the link in the comments as well. Uh, the United Methodist Church several years ago put together a series of videos that if you like Wesley's dad jokes or April Awesomeness, <laughs> you are going to love this video. And if you hate both of them, it has good information. So watch them anyway. But Chuck Knows Church mm-hmm. um, has lots of little just three-minute YouTube videos that teach you what is Palm Sunday and why do we do it? What is this Advent wreath yeah. and why do we light these candles? And just there will be uh, links to, to those in, in the show notes. To yes. if, if there's a Sunday that you go, now what the heck is this? Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. There'll be a way to maybe learn a little bit more uh, both in the podcast and outside of it. So as the person who loves liturgy but is uh, questionable when it comes to like group sporting activities, I would like to point out something that I think was probably very obvious to everyone else in this room from the beginning, which is I feel like I could just like I can glance over a lot of these first brackets and like just pick my winner pretty dang easily. Most but it's going to get harder as yeah. it goes. Yeah. Like, that's the thing that I'm like, oh. Yes. Like it, I was like, oh, this is going to be really easy all the way through. And I'm realizing that that isn't the case. Melissa just named why brackets are so hard and why I was humble bragging at the very beginning that I was in the top 1% on ESPN, right? Because sometimes it's just dumb luck, right? Okay. Yep. But sometimes it really does get hard, right? In the NCAA tournament that just ended. Gonzaga was the number one overall seed. Baylor was the number two. They had the equivalent of Easter and Christmas going head to head. Okay. And Christmas kicked its butt. Thank you for joining us today on the Gather, Grow, Go podcast. This has been Pastor Daniel, Pastor Melissa, and our amazing special guest, Matt Molden, and B. Wesley Vance, the creator of our April Awesomeness Bracket himself. 
We hope and pray that you will join with us in this season of joy and reflection as we have a little fun and maybe learn a little bit about the calendar of the church as well. All the resources mentioned earlier in the podcast will be able to be found for you at fumcclebrand.com slash podcast. And now that we have gathered together this day, I want to give you a blessing for the journey, a benediction, word meant to be lived out each and every day. May you go into your week with a spirit of amazement and awesomeness at all that God is doing in our midst in the joy-filled, the joyful, and the expected and the unexpected, and the things that are silly and the things that feed our soul. May we go forth seeking God each day. And may we go in God's peace. Amen.